This is The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Listen to The Business of Life on demand by subscribing and downloading it wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode... You know, we shouldn't have to have gay parades. We shouldn't have to march down the street to to say, here we are. It should be an integrated, fair society where people aren't asexual, bisexual, homosexual. They're just people. Gay. They're just people. All coming up with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson. I'm sitting here thinking about being a teenager and what a terrifying experience that is. And I think as you get older, when you look back, you realize just how terrifying it was and how ill-prepared you are to even like socialize at school, like everything's scary. But the thing that really resonates for me, especially since my mom's, you know, no longer here, I think about the the relationship that I had with her, this precious relationship that, you know, <clears throat> we were always trying to figure out how to talk to each other. And I'm sure it was as difficult for my mom as it was for me. I didn't know a lot about sex growing up. I grew up on a farm, thank God. So I, th- I saw things mounting each other on a regular basis, like at <laughs> nine or 10 years old and like these giant, you know, cows and stuff. I mean, and I figured it out. And plus I had an older brother, but I really didn't. I still I had so many questions and I thought I can't ask anybody. I can't ask my friends. I'm going to seem uncool. And I think my mom kind of sensed that. I just remember seeing shows on television and back in the like the 70s it was it was actually more explicit in the 70s than it is even now there was stuff going on in the 70s on tv that just would blow your mind you're like that was hip that was acceptable but my mom what i came home from school one day and on my bed and you might know this from your mormon stuff maybe this was a mormon book it was a red little book that i still have called enjoying your youth and inside of it was about masturbation. It was about... I don't think that was a Mormon book. Okay. I'm just well, no, say. it was about not to oh, do not it. To. Oh, oh, no, it oh, gave you the... Oh, then probably. It, it gave you, yeah. you know, th- if you're having those thoughts... Yeah, get rid of them because they're evil. I evil don't even know where my mom got the book from. Probably, but, yeah. But it was on there, and it was kind of this 101 of... It might have been, yeah. I don't know. I vaguely remember that. Do you? Yeah, I, I do. As you're saying it, I'm thinking, yeah, I kind of do remember. But it said going for a brisk walk. Go for a brisk walk. <laughs> Get rid Have of a shower. Thoughts. Yes. Uh, engage in an activity. Like, these are just little things that come flashing to my mind. Because it was bad to <clears throat> masturbate. It was, like, completely, like, wrong. Oh, it, that's the saddest thing yeah. possibly in the world that I can imagine. Like, telling kids to... Oh, let, let's make anybody. let's make us all ashamed of our bodies yes. at a very young yeah, age. Yeah. Anyways, we've got it all wrong. But anyway, I don't I don't think that was my mom's intent. But I think she knew that I was asking. I might have asked questions like I remember saying to her in her bedroom one day, <clears throat> like, "Do I have to have a baby? Like, do I have to have a baby?" And she's like, "No, you don't have to have a baby. If you want to have a baby, you can have a baby." And I was just like, "Well, wh- how do you stop it from happening?" And it just seems so innocent to me now, but I just didn't know. And, you know, by the time, obviously, I was four, I was quite a late bloomer. I was like 14 and a half going on 15 when I, you know, my older brother said, this is what happens, that goes into there and blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him like, that can't be true. That just can't possibly be true. Yeah. So how, how old were you when you first had well, your very first sex? How sex, old? I was just 19. 
yeah. nineteen and something. So we had, and the okay, only I was I was too. I was nineteen. But I only did it because all my other girlfriends had done it. And then I freaking find out that no, I just said that I did it. What? I did it because you'd done it. <laughs> That's why I did it. But nineteen's old. And it was nowadays. my brother's friend. It was my brother's uh, older friend. It was and, it was, and it was my on future a husband. It was my future husband. Well, there you go. Why don't you just make me feel like a sinner? <laughs> you are. I don't know why. I this guy I, is. I waited until I was <laughs> going to get married. I didn't know it at the time, but anyway. And but you got you got you didn't but you yeah nineteen. That's, I that's think old, that's a good time, age. I think so too. But. I'm sorry. I and I'm 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 all for advocating that. Like anyone that's. I would have been not prepared at all, 15, 16, 17, 18. Uh, I just wouldn't have been. But maybe people are, kids are more grown up now. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So you, so your your mom was telling you about sex. I never had that. I never got. But she never said anything. I like, never got those conversations. Like, yeah. I, I remember, you know, being a teenager, going out the door to a party, like 17, 18, and my dad yelled after me one day as I'm plowing out the back door, you know, with my makeup on and ready to go meet my pal. You know what the pill is, right? That's what he said to me. I'm like, that's, I guess that's my talk. I didn't get. The, I was so I never, embarrassed. I never got the talk. I, the, the first is time, that a talk? The first time. Well, I never got anything like the first time my mother ever said anything to me about you know sex like that was I got I was I was married, and I had a. It's a I, little late for I it. I know I'm married. I I I get a urinary tract infection, and she sits on the bed <laughs> beside me and says, "You know that how that urinary tract infection starts," and I went, "No, I." <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time she ever talked to me about it. <clears throat> the intercourse part. Yeah, the intercourse but part. But she didn't say that, did she? No. She just said, you know why? And it was still... Yeah, it was all still very dark and thing. secretive. Yes. Yeah. But I think... <laughs> Here I am talking about UTIs <laughs> on national... On a national show. Um, but but I, I think those are the things that girls don't get. You know, well, first Thank of all... Thank God they have the internet. Well, first of all, there, who's like? Let's talk about this. Because they can Whose go Whose job is it now? This is a question because this is very big in the news nowadays. Is is sex education the job of the parents, or the is it the job of the schools? Is it both? Everybody. It's everybody. So it's everybody's responsibility to live, have a dialogue about this. It's ridiculous. This should be talked about. Like like death is hidden away. You know, death is not talked about until it freaking happens. So does sex get talked about when it freaking happens? It's too late, folks. Right. So there. So the the, the funding for sex education in schools got pulled. Is getting pulled all across the country is, of did ours. Did Doug Ford do that already? I think so. Yes. Oh, for I believe love he has God. pulled that. So and, horrible. And 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 not just sex education, but sex education as it relates to LGBTQ and understanding transgender and understanding all of the different mm-hmm. different sexual orientations that are out there, and which to me is all about. Tolerance and understanding, and and letting everybody be who they Knowledge are, is and all power. of that, all of that's going away, and yeah. so people are, and and parents are are maybe even more absent in some ways and more oppressive in others. So you've because got, they were raised by parents that couldn't have conversations with them. Is that why? So this or, is yes, this this is something. This is a, a, a catastrophic because. It was always those hushed tones that things were spoken out. You, you were just supposed to figure it out on your wedding night. You were supposed to figure it out on your wedding night. Never mind female sexual pleasure. God forbid anyone should even open that Pandora's box and let us, 
you know, have some kind of understanding about that. It blows my mind of what a taboo sexuality still has swirling around it. I, you know, in this day and age where people are still persecuted for their sexual choices, they're they're beaten, they're murdered, they're they're you know all sorts of horrible Put things into, as sex slaves Be, because or, well just because of because, oh, because of fear of, oh, yes, because of and fear. because it is not spoken about you know there's so many cultures in the world that are yeah much much worse than Canada much worse than North North America but there's also you know a lot of European countries when you look at Scandinavia when you look at you know I I bring up Holland quite a bit because they're such a progressive country in so many ways, they've had marijuana for 25 years, and they just don't have problems with it. Mm-hmm. They've had the sex trade uh, fully, you know, uh, in- endorsed more or less by the government. The red light district. They have health Amsterdam. Per- yeah, they have health uh, health checks. They 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 police these neighborhoods. They're very they're looked after because they know it's an essential part of how their society works. I mean, when you think about marginalized guys. That and, and women that don't have access to sexuality because they can't get a partner, they're disabled, they don't look the way they, they are, they can't navigate a, a bar scene and, and pick somebody up. So that's where they can go with some money in their hands to actually have someone touch them mm-hmm. and show them some kind of affection and love. That's part of That's part of our humanity. So having said that, you know, there's uh, why this stuff is brushed under a carpet even now um is i think it's so detrimental to us going forward as a people and you know we shouldn't have to have gay parades we shouldn't have to march down the street to to say here we are it should be an integrated fair society where people aren't asexual bisexual homosexual they're just people gay they're just people yeah no you know I, who, you and who, I who, think the who, same who wants to go into a room you take a hundred people and say Okay, everybody, go stand under your word. I wouldn't know what word to stand under, Arlene. So, Jan, like, let's 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 just talk about that a little bit more. I mean, it's a it's a dark subject, but I think it's a really important one, and we're all kind of gra- grappling with it. And because I understand, you know, you and I both came from very religious families and religious upbringings, right? and it sticks with you your and whole it sticks life, with you. even when you don't stay in a religion. Right, the dogma chases you your entire life. Right. Because the because the whole notion of and where where it where for me where it really got uh, where I really confronted it personally was this notion that we were there as Christians quote Christians to yeah. love everybody and 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 the world is holding hands and singing Jesus songs but meanwhile. We were talking about sexuality being a bad thing that, you know, like you, you know, there was a man and a woman and that was how it was in the Bible. And so that was how it should be. And yet talking about acceptance on the other side. And I, I, I couldn't reconcile it. I, I could never understand a God that would say, and, and this might, you know, I'm, and for those of you who are out there who do believe in this, that's okay. That's your thing. It's okay that you believe what you believe. But then let me believe what I believe mm-hmm. and let somebody else believe what they believe. Don't judge because it's that judging that I think God does not want us to do. And if you believe in God. And, and so I find it um, very disconcerting that people who say judge not that you be not judged are the very people that are the most judgmental. And and again, I have friends who are highly religious. I have friends who are atheist. I have friends who are somewhere in between. And I I love, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But don't 
judge each other. I find more and more as, you know, I've grown up with my friends. I've, I've had some friends, you know, for 45 years uh, longer. And I find that our dinner conversations have taken on a whole new tone, you know, really the last decade because we're getting older and because we have gathered, we have harvested knowledge as we've gotten older. And I think our temperaments are a little bit better. I think we yeah. are becoming fairer. more even, more even. Tempered. I think, yeah, and and I really find that you know the the um, the dialogue that we had at thirty five is much different now, like in the mid fifties, because we were we are being fair. We life has kicked us around enough. We've been kicked in the arse enough to know that it just doesn't work this way. The punishment and reward system that most Christians want to tag onto every facet of human life, which is. If you're good, Arlene, you will be rewarded. Uh, You're going to have good karma. You're going to have success. That goodness is rewarded. And that evil and wrongdoing and, you know, people that are mean and bullies, they will be punished. What you understand as you get older is that this is not the way the way works, the the way the world works. There is no punishment and reward. Um, And it's frustrating to watch it unfold. It's frustrating to watch, you know, the administration in the United States because you think, how could this happen? This is a this is an innately bad person on every level. And this shouldn't happen. He should be punished and he's going to get his. Well, there's nothing to say that that's going to happen because we don't live in a movie. We live in real life. And that's not the system we're working in. But I find that we are getting fairer. I, I, I hope that you find that, you know, in your friendships as well, too, that you can I've been at many dinner parties where yelling started and people were drinking too much and fighting ensued about political issues and sexuality and scruples and having affairs. You know, you have these dinner party games and all of a sudden it goes sideways because the couples are looking at each other and like, I didn't know that. And these it just turns into a crap show. Um, so I just uh, time equals wisdom. And and youth is frivolous. I think there's just a lot of ideas that people have that are not based on what they have learned and what they know. It's based on what they've heard. Like most of the Twitter stuff that I even read, I realize that it's not even something you think. You're just throwing it out there because it's it's something you've heard or something that you've that you think that you should be saying. Yeah, there's there's. I would say that there's a. I don't want to sound ageist, though, in that conversation, because the conversation we're having implies that the only wisdom you get is with age. And I well, do I don't think, think you become a person until you're 40. I know. So you've people- said that before. <laughs> but I do think, you know, like I think about my daughters and, and my kids. and But in particular, I'll, I'll, I'll use my daughters as an example because they're, they're, they're um, you know, they're... They're great people. They're women, and so I can, you know, I mm-hmm. can understand how they think a little bit differently because I'm not. They're a in man. their 30s, both of um, them, right? Yeah, they're both in their 30s, and they, I find them to be very wise for their age, and I and their friends and you. some of their friends are what. No, I, I think it's, I think there's a lot of wisdom that's coming earlier now because I think there is a better awareness for women in particular that it's more, you're more open about how you're feeling. I mean, we couldn't, Jan, we could not have talked about. You know, putting a Tampex in the first time on a radio show or a podcast, yeah. you know, ten five years ago, probably not even. You know, like it's changed. It's the conversations are more vocal. The the um, I think women our age are sharing more. I think younger women are thinking differently. I think so. I don't think it's just a wisdom thing. I think it's also a. But it's the way you parented, Arlene. You've got to maybe. take some credit there. It's not a maybe. You know, mm-hmm. you it, it's it's the way you parented them. It's what you showed them. You know, that whole mentality is do as I say, don't do as I do. And that, that happens with parenting a lot. You know, 
I'm going to do this, you know, mummy's going to have a half a bottle of wine, but don't you kids do it, blah, blah, blah. I just... I, I, did you drink I, with your family at the? Did your family like because your dad was a uh, an I, alcoholic? I did never you, did. Did you ever drink when you were young at home? I, no, never. No, so you didn't get invited to have a drink at no, the table. No, and they, and it was very. Dad didn't drink at the table. He was the guy that was. Um, he would do it secretly, like in in his car. He'd pull a Mickey out of his glove box, or he'd go up into a shop and pour a half a glass of rum and and down that or. He he snuck it oh, around. Oh, he snuck it around. And he okay. he drank a lot away from the house because I think it was it caused so many problems at home. But to this day, I can't look at rum. I can't smell rum. I never drank rum, even when I was drinking a lot. It was one drink that I wouldn't touch because that was my dad's drink. And it's so funny how those things stick with you. Do you remember I just, your first smell drink? of it? It would have been rum and coke, and it would have been sipping. When you... Either my mom's or my dad's. My mom would have a... I think I'm going to have a rum and coke, and her and her mom would have a drink. Yeah. And it would be that, you know, f- three quarters coke and one little itty bitty cap full of rum. So, but my dad was... I remember the coke made his rum, and he drank white rum. It was just... It just was this touch of... Just a little ding of color in it. It was mostly rum. The first drink I had, Jan... If we think, you know, you just told me when you had your first drink. How old were you? Oh, I'm going to say I was probably 13 or 14 when I had a gulp of of my, my it was either my mom or my dad's drink. Yeah. Beer I didn't like at all. Yeah. Wine I didn't like at all. The first time I really had a drink was when I was 16, when I was graduating from high school. And you graduated it, at 16? I graduated at 16. God. Um, I was a smarty. I cat. haven't graduated yet, so good for you. That's all right. That's I, high school's all I have. I don't have any university education. Have you got university education? No, Lord. I went to uh, Mount Royal College for like six months and took acting, and oh. my family was outraged <laughs> that you took acting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so neither one of us have a university. Hey, it paid off. Okay, all right, yeah. So we're not going to get sponsored by a university. No. Um, but uh, I, I was sixteen. I graduated young, and I I got drunk at my. My prom. I so guess the first it was. time you drank, that, you were drunk like that. Oh, yeah, God. the first time I had any, you know, real alcohol, and and I was dating. I, I'd gone with a guy. His name was Steve, um, and I I can remember, you know, kind of the whole experience of. Do you remember that thing about? First of all, I was like a really shy kid. I was really awkward in high school because I was always younger I than everybody been your else. Friend. No, yeah, you probably would have been because you were everybody's friend. But I, I was like, I was always younger than everybody because I, yeah, I'd accelerated. I, I was started young. Same. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We have the weirdest same I did lives. not. I did not accelerate. No, did you? Okay. No, God. All right. So grade five was the best three years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I remember that whole heightened. I'm 16. My sister had made my prom dress because I, I had we had no money, and so she had sewn it for me. It had little purple hearts, and it was white with little purple hearts. It looked like a little purple kind of flower, sorry, all over Cupcake-y. it. Cupcakey. It was cupcakey. Had a purple bow on it, and I and and you know my hair. I have big hair back then, yeah. really big hair, and you know I was just an awkward kind of ugly duckling kind of kid. I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Like I say ugly duckling. Like I'm just saying I wasn't, I was no, I was just, uh, I don't think people would even hardly remember me from high school. In fact, you know, one of the things that I enjoy the most is when I do get a chance to go to my high school reunions just to say, ha, 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 I <laughs> turned out better than you <laughs> thought I was going to turn out clearly. Yeah. Um, but but I, I don't 
remember being, I always wanted to be part of the crowd and part of the hip group, but I never was. I always, I wasn't smart enough to hang out with the smart crowd. I wasn't hip enough to hang out with the hip kids. I wasn't awkward enough to be in the chess club. Like, so you, I, I was you never kind of anywhere. You I was were, everywhere and nowhere. Were but you, you, that was probably a safe place for you because you weren't picked out. You weren't picked on, I would imagine. Did you get bullied? Um, the only bullying I got was when my parents got divorced when I was 13. And I, my, they'd come, I'd come from the first family to come from a divorced home and at that Mormon time. And a Mormon family yeah, on and top a, of and, it. And it was, that was, I got a little bit of bullying that I was not, you know, your, your parents are separating because you, you know, because like, what's wrong with you that your you oh. know, parents aren't together anymore. It was that, but that was, no, it was more just... Um, a little bit of awkwardness. People just didn't, they kind of poked fun at me more than they bullied me is how I would characterize it. You know, not in a mean way though. I don't, I don't, maybe they were, but I was just not aware of it. I was just kind of, I really was not. I I remember little snippets in my high school, like wearing a black pant. I bought a black pantsuit that had a rainbow colored sash (laughs) on it and thinking I looked amazing and you know like and 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 just little things i i remember wearing eyeliner for the first time and watching my you know the friends that i did have that I hung out with putting on eyeliner and us standing in the front of the mirror wearing this liquid eyeliner that maybelline eyeliner with a big stroke on it remember that you did the cat's yep. eyes and and i remember hello the- maybelline <laughs> maybelline <laughs> are you we, we could be cover girls we could be cover girls. Of course we could. I think so. Your high school memories are vastly different from mine. I remember flying out the back door to go catch the bus at Spring yes. Community High School, just checking to see if I smelled like crap. Like, I want to say the SH word, but because we just, we had chores in the morning and, um, you know, we picked up kids along the way that were slopping pigs and feeding chickens and the whole, we, we just smelled like a zoo. When I just remember what the bus smelled like getting there. I uh, know it was like... 40, 50 kids in the whole school, and um, I wore my brother's hand-me-down stuff a lot. Mom would take us once a year for new school clothes. So end of August, we'd go to the co-op because that was the only place that we had. And I remember getting these rust-colored corduroy pants. And uh, I don't know if anyone remembers the Howick jeans, but there was a big star on the back pocket. And I just, I'll never forget getting those jeans and I couldn't believe mom bought them for me. And they were probably, you know, like 10, 11, 12 bucks. So they were a high price ticket. Well, if you get these, you only get the one pair. Yeah, or you can have two pairs of, of the other ones. of the other ones, which aren't hip and cool. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't do that. I yeah. couldn't. And, and I remember saving up money to get Adidas Gazelle shoes and they were oh, red yeah. with the white stripes. And I got them because Farrah Fawcett had them. And uh, just just things like that. I remember, like when you talked about going, we we I got my going once a year to get new clothes. Yeah. I, absolutely. Like you'd go to I, we in my case we went to Kmart. You know, Aww. like it was Kmart, and you'd go down. It was there. probably better than the co-op. It was probably about the same. <laughs> but, and the clothes were right next to like the horse crunchies <laughs> and the feed, and you know, co-op you were was a way farm more. Girl. Well, it was way more. It was more farm oriented back then. Now, co-op is like Safeway or Sobeys or. It's it's much more high, but back in the day, you know, you got your work gloves and your big rubber boots and your overalls at the co-op. At the co-op! I wonder if my co-op number is still good. My mom's was 65355. Mine, I can remember mine I too. tried it once. It didn't work. 
She no? goes, I'm sorry, that's not a real Mine number. Mine was 13, 20, 13. And I wonder, and I can remember that number. 13, and I, 20, 13, 20, 13. I wonder if it's... Great number. I bet you like it's Try accumulated it. like at least $10 in interest for the yes. last 30 years that I haven't used it. I'm going to go try it. Uh, I tried mine years ago, just just you know out of sheer Doesn't curiosity. Work no, he just said it wasn't a number. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, in Calgary, there's a there's a, a grocery chain called Calgary Co-op, and Calgary Co-op used to be. It started off as a cooperative. Well, yeah. still is a cooperative, and you got memberships in it. You paid a dollar or five bucks for a membership, yep. and then every time you bought groceries, it would go on your account, and they would give you kind of like credits. Co- what Costco does? For yeah, you like now. Costco does. So for you, now. you know, once a month you'd have you have three dollars. Yeah, to that's spend. right. You could spend that. Three dollars yeah. on something, or would you like to donate your three dollars yeah. to the back to the cause? Back to the cause, and and so it was. Uh, it was the cop was like a, like Jan said, it had just a big had, warehouse, but it had everything. It had, everything. If you wanted something, you went to the cop to get it, and it's it's still in, it's still around. It's still owned by its members, as yeah. far as I know. But yeah, the new school school clothes was was just it was such a big deal, and I was excited to go back to school. I was one of those kids. I mean. The summer seems so long. They just seemed, you know, we'd get out end of June, we'd have July and August, and then we were back at it. But I was so happy to go back to school. And I wasn't academic. I wasn't a great student. I was always looking out the window, you know, daydreaming my days away, which is, I'm glad for that kid. I'm glad that I was the kid daydreaming because I was always thinking of, impossible things being were you possible. Bullied? Were you bullied? Never bullied. Never. No. I there wasn't a lot of bullying in our school. I think we were small enough. Um it was a real cool social environment cuz everybody got together and were pals. Yeah. Everyone got I- into trouble the same. It was fairly supportive. I mean, if you went out for a sports team, you pretty much got on because there wasn't enough kids. Yeah. You know, you went out for volleyball. Well, there's eight of you, so welcome aboard. You're all on the volleyball team. Yeah, and now, I mean, now the sports teams have evolved, and now there's eSports. Do you know much about Mm -mm. eSports? eSports are pretty fascinating. Like, my grandson, my oldest grandson, he's 17. What? I know. Carter? Carter, 17. Is 17. Yeah. 17 years old. And I'm going to tell you a story about esports, which is like you and I are talking about when we were around that yeah. age, 17. I'm going to tell you about um, a story about what is going on with sports today. Do and tell. You're going to you're going to be really interested <laughs> in this. Carter's telling me about, you know, esports and e-gaming. So what it is, it's it's the kids that are playing um, electronic games on Nintendo? You know, no. Well, it, it's okay. it's much more sophisticated now. So they've got the headphones. They're 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 competing with each other. They actually get them all into big arenas now, and they compete on gigantic screens. I've heard there's millions of dollars in prize money in those things. H- huge. He's been offered scholarships in the U.S. to go and 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 go to university and be an esports player. So you know where you are um, playing sports today, which is physical activity. The, this is literally behind the screen, and so and there's huge there's, there's huge stories out there there's there's clans there's a clan called the phase clan f a z e with a capital z and small f a small a capital z small e and that's a clan and they like they have this thing they call it phase up if you know it's like like that's like a phase up you know like that's a high five it's a high five right and it's a clan and there's there's millions of people that belong to this clan and they are they have 
millions of followers, Jan. There, it's a gigantic thing, and they are really talented. And people say, "Oh, you know, they're they're behind screens, and that's not talent." It is talent, and they're playing games. They're playing games. So, what games? Like the shooting games, like army, like combat. I think all sorts of games. Okay. I, I I don't know the specifics. And of so, it. people go into the arenas and watch them on the big, big yes, screens. and they cheer on the players that they love. They cheer on the really talented kids and adults that are playing, and and there's there's stars. So Carter's good at this. Carter's really good at this. And and so I I think you know everything, but just generational generation generationally easy for you to say. Thank you. Generationally, yeah. Um, there's always something that keeps you kind of current and interesting. And I think you and I at our age have to stay current, and we have to look at these things and understand them because it's too easy. Again, back to the judging thing, it's too easy. To say, oh, they're behind a screen. That's lazy. No, it's not. They're doing their own thing. This is what they do now. So instead of judging it. You know, like support it and and help them be good at it, and and don't say it's you know like evil and well, bad because it, it's not going anywhere. Oh, I, it's actually getting huge. I, I I'm always intrigued by people's interests and, and, and what what people's interests are and how those kinds of cultural things are changing. And you know, I I still marvel at the WWE, you know, the the <laughs> wrestling federation, and and still how massive wrestling is. Um, Do you remember Stampede Wrestling? Absolutely, and you know that was a real catalyst to to that whole movement. I don't think Calgary even realizes how big that community the channel, family. the Hart family, and how, what they had to do with wrestling. But just uh, further to my point, you know the whole thing with DJing that started. So mm-hmm. in the music industry, you know we all grew up with Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitchell and and uh, Neil Young and all these singer songwriters, uh, the '60s, '70s, and the '80s, and you know. In the 90s, the DJing thing started getting huge. I mean, you look like guys like Dead Mouse, um, you know, with the big rabbit, e- the, the mouse ears on, and playing to 700,000 people in Ibiza somewhere, playing these grooves. And I think a lot of times it was kind of poo-pooed, like, what is this DJing thing? You know, there's a guy up there with a turntable, yeah. a laser show, so the purists, you know, the whatever, if it's basketball athletes or whatever, are, are, are looking at phase sports and going, oh, come on, really? But it's the same thing. It's yeah. the changing of the guard. People are paying So get how on much, or get off. It, totally. Like, people are paying how much now for just beats? Like, yes. you know, just a beat, right? Absolutely. Paying a, they're paying a fortune if you're good at it. And there are people that are really fantastic And there's at hybrids, it. too, where yeah. these DJs are, you know, going together. Like, Calvin Harris had a massive success with Rihanna. Um, so they're the chain smokers, you know, having Halsey on, on a track. So these, these is huge... It, is it Murder Beats? Do you know, uh, have you heard of him? Yeah, real, yeah, 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 yeah. I have her, but, but there's just so many uh, collaborations going on that I that I find so fascinating. Whether it's, you know, um, it, it just, it's just these two worlds colliding that people are so intrigued by. So yes. it's happening. It's not going to go away. There's going to be all these hybrids. I would love. I've never played a video game in my life. Oh, well, I'm going to get Carter to show you. I would love that. I would love that. Um, but I, I've heard. I've seen these. I, I was in a house a little while ago. I don't know how much time we have. Um, and this, the, the woman that I met, she said, I've got to show you my husband's gaming chair. It's a quarter of a million dollars, this chair. What? And it's, it's somebody paid a quarter million yes. dollars for a gaming yeah. chair. And he's, he does driving games. He does, uh, he's a wealthy gamer. They're wealthy, but that's his toy. And it's three giant screens, a chair that moves. It's all on shocks and springs and it moves in real time. There's the gear shift, the, the, 
And I just looked at it, and I'm like, this is a guy in his late 40s that goes down there every night, and he drives against people all over the world in this chair. And I guess it's simul- it's, it's more real than actually Are you sure that's car. what he's doing down there? He could. There was <laughs> a, sure. there was a, a, a big jar going of on. Nivea. <laughs> Not where I was headed, but thanks for that. Well, I don't know what you were saying. I don't know what you were. <laughs> just okay. Well, there goes that sponsorship. Okay, back See you, Nivia. Yeah, like oh my goodness, Jan. That is not where I was headed. Like I was see. It's like Vaseline intensive care. Lotion. Oh, ouch. ouch. Anyhow, sorry, okay. everybody. It always has to go it bad. Doesn't. We were just having a great conversation. But about I felt gaming. like we really needed to get people back with us. They were, we were losing off. Them. They were not. <laughs> we were doing ASMR without meaning to. Thank you for watching the show today. We really appreciate it. Talk to your friends. <laughs> I don't think we're done yet. We got more to talk. <laughs> Oh, it's all six minutes. <laughs> but what if we're done talking? Okay, wait, we got to come up with something else to talk about. So, okay, all right, we got to get away from the chair. Let me think about what we else. Let's, let's turn our attention. Let's turn our attention. <laughs> let's turn to, our let's, attention. Let's turn our attention to, okay, so a few weeks ago, oh. we talked about, um, oh, I can't talk about hair color because that, that went that wrong, That was a too. debacle. That was a Arlene. debacle. That was just so you know, I'm sitting across from Arlene and she's got beautiful auburn red hair. Her gray streak is through there. So you have not, you have not taken the plunge to go gray. And you know what? I don't think you ever will. I just don't think you ever oh, will. Oh, is that a dare? No, it's not a dare. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's not. a dare. No, it's not. I, I understand hair. I mean, I keep my hair really blonde right now. It's like it's a really blonde. blonde. It is very it's like hard. A, a version of gray. It's no, it's. You know what? Take that back. It is not. I don't mean that as an insult. I like it. It's like a platinum gray. Okay, platinum gray. Anyways, it's very <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's very blonde. difficult. It's, it's very blonde. very difficult to maintain. Is it? It's it's not. Cheap. Is it hurting your hair? Well, it's my hair's breaking off. Like I, yeah. I it's coming to the end of its road. Yeah. But I I like it and um, yeah, it looks but great I'm, on I'm you. I'm going to do something soon, but it's not going to be the blue and pinks and everything like that. Listen, can I just the thing with hair. And and I'm not going where you think I'm going to go. Why is a woman's hair cut 120 bucks, and a guy can walk in and get a friggin' haircut for $10? Adam, thank you. Same the reason that they can get dry cleaning. Their shirts are 6 bucks and ours are 16 Because they're a blouse. Same reason that their de- deodorant is $1.50 and ours is $5. Same reason that they're like every single... This is a fact that every single thing we buy at a drugstore... Are you having a hot flash right yeah. now? I'm having she's a hot waving flash. at she's she's having a hot oh, flash. She's God. waving. Okay, hot flashes. I just have I, water I told you this before, down my back. But do you know that who hot, needs to fry an egg? Hot flashes don't go away even after you've you gone. You know what? Through. I'm not listening to you. Not listening it's to you. True. Not listening to they you. They stay forever. I hate them. They're horrible. How can they stay um, forever? There's got to be a supplement. No, why do you want to take this? Don't there's take be... No, I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm talking about like St. John's Ward, or isn't there a supplement for? For menopausal women, listen. Let's not get off the topic here. Okay, stand. women's products and haircuts, like a, a my hair. And I'm going to tell you honestly right now, Franny, I love you. Uh, at Fragments in um, in Calgary, they're the best girls ever. But you know, it's not cheap to get my hair done. But what does it cost you? I'm going to say with a tip, two hundred and seventy five dollars. Wow, that's a lot. Mine only charges like one hundred and twenty five. I'm there for three and a half hours. <laughs> 
My church is the same. Okay. I'm just making you feel bad. No, okay. Um, well, no, well, I, 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 two, but 275 is a, is a lot. It's it's like it's right up there because you have to go every three to four you know, weeks I'm, now, I'm right? I'm tipping 40 bucks on and, top and of And are that. you every three or four weeks, right? I, I go every two months, actually. Okay. Because I like the dark roots. So okay. I'll go, 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 and then you need a toner and stuff like that, which I can go in for on the halfway mark. But women's stuff shouldn't be more expensive than men's. I mean, men don't sit in the chair for three and a half hours, and they, they don't have, to have shave such... their faces every day. But so it's not so I long. I feel sorry for them. Do you know that when men shave, here's what? a fact for you. you know how women can get lines above their um, their lips. You know, you get those those the li- lines, the wrinkles. Do you, do you ever wonder why men don't get that? No. Men don't get it because they shave and because they're constantly exfoliating the skin in that area. So I I'm going to start shaving. I, just... <laughs> I don't care what will happen. That was <laughs> Try exfoliating gonna... first. Before you... <laughs> I'm going to start Before shaving. You start my shaving. Fa- I have little exfoliation. Teeth. Exfoliation. Don't shave. But, the, but exfoliate in that area because okay. women don't exfoliate enough. And so the reason you get those lines is because, and men don't, is because they're constantly. Um, I'm going to look at that these skin. guys' faces really carefully. But everyone in the console room's got a beard and a mustache. But that, but they don't have lines over their... Do you know, let me just say this. Uh, you know when men don't have jawlines? They just make them out of hair. They cut a jawline into their... She doesn't mean that, you guys. No, I mean We're looking it. at... There's three guys. There's but they j- can cut jawlines. Chris lines. and Jerry so and Adam we, are in the I control I just have room. like a double, you know, the chin thing going on. Men, you can just see they shave along the edge and they make a jawline where there isn't a goddamn jawline. So I okay, am so- I'm envious and I'm a little... Dismayed, but having said that, I the thought of these poor guys having to shave every day. These guys don't; they all have beards. But guys that care about themselves are shaving their faces. I'm I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But you know, even my road manager Chris, he's just like I I can't shaving is like a major operation. He he doesn't even want to face it. That's why he's got are a beard you, all the time. You, are you done? Oh my God! I was sorry. It's all right. I, I, I have to God, go. God, I really felt it's, like... Yeah, I know. You, you, okay, I'm going to stop now. To, to women out there, don't shave. Just try exfoliating. And talk to your friends because you never know what's going to come out of their mouths. No. Like, you never know what they're going to talk I about. I love talking to you, Arlene. I love talking to you more. <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Subscribe and download The Business of Life wherever you listen to podcasts.